dream, but you weren't sure how you could fund it? Well, you're in luck because today I have Jeanette Rodriguez with us. She is the CEO of Vision and Heels, which is a co-working space. Now, prior to venturing into the world of co-working spaces, Jeanette spent over two decades in trading operations, both domestically, but more so internationally. So her expertise in finance, coupled with her MBA, has provided her with a deep understanding of the financial aspects of not only starting, but growing a business. In today's episode, Jeanette will take us through her remarkable journey of transitioning from the corporate world to becoming the founder of Vision and Heels, a successful co-working space. She'll delve into the challenges she faced, the strategic planning involved, and the decision-making process behind choosing the perfect location for her venture. Jeanette's experience has shaped her into a knowledgeable and skilled entrepreneur when it comes to funding your dreams. She's going to provide valuable advice on how you can create a business plan, forming strategic alliances, managing your finances, and estimating how much it's going to cost. So if you have ever wondered how you could fund your dream, Jeanette Rodriguez is the one you need to hear. So get ready to be inspired and empowered as we explore the fascinating world of turning dreams into reality. Hey everybody, I am so excited to share with you my friend Jeanette. Jeanette Rodriguez is the owner of Vision and Heels. And if you have not been to Vision and Heels in Deland, you have to walk in there and check it out. It is so freaking amazing. It's beautiful. This is a co-working space and I can't say enough good about it. It has exploded. And I'm going to let Jeanette talk a little bit about that, but it is gorgeous and the perfect place to work if you're a remote worker. Jeanette, welcome. How are you? you. I'm great. Thank you for having me, Deanna. (laughs) You are so welcome. So tell everybody a little bit about you and Vision and Eels. Who is Jeanette Rodriguez? Yes. So um, I'm new to co-working. So prior to this, I spent 20 plus years um, in trading operations. So um, got my MBA and just stayed in the finance world, um, did some domestic trading and mostly international. So um, that's where I spent a lot of my time, um, my career. Never did I thought I was going to end up owning a co-working space. Um, so this is all new territory for me, but I absolutely love it. We're different than the traditional co-working because we provide more than just space. We truly are community and family, right? So people here come and they are open to share their stories and their wins. And we, we're found to, to be jumping up and down in the lobby with them when they get good news. <laughs> and it's just amazing. Um, so for me, having that community was important because in the corporate world, I felt that that was missing. Ooh, yeah. You know, so when I attempted to do it, you know, and create family and community, I got kind of like spanked, like, no, um, you know, your senior management, you have to be, you know, strong, you know, and you can't show emotion. And I'm like, why? They work oh, better when they feel that you care for them. And it was just not like it was frowned upon. And I'm like, I don't like this. And I want to create a company that I can do this. So yeah. The community aspect was big for me. 
That's such an interesting point that you break up because I never honestly thought about that. And I'd worked in the corporate world as well. And you're right. There really isn't that sense of community and high-fiving each other in the hallway. <laughs> so, right. so you never thought about owning a co-working space. Never. What made you think that, oh my gosh, I'm um, going to give this a shot. So uh, while in, in corporate America, I came across, and this was during COVID, right? So who would think you want to own brick and mortar during a time where brick and mortar was not doing well? Right. So um, I came across Luminary in New York City through a, um, a, a women's event hosted at my employer. So I um, came across the founder. She shared her story. She was also finance. She worked in the banking industry all her life and created a female forward space in New York. Wow. Like, oh, my goodness. And then I started stalking her company. I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to find out everything about Luminary. So I did. And then I messaged her and I said, are you interested in expanding in Florida? How crazy, right? During COVID. Right. Um, and she goes, no, I don't want to do anything, any, any other brick and mortar. I'm going to focus on tech and then my space in New York. But you can totally do it. And I'm like, I don't want to do it on my own. I'll invest. Um, and this was about, I'm going to say three years ago, right in the beginning of COVID. So I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. And so I went into research mode and I started researching everything about co-working, but also wanting to throw in the community aspect. So we are a female forward space, but um, funny fact, half of our members <laughs> are male. So, um, yeah, so we got a call actually yesterday from someone saying, are guys allowed? I'm like, yes, of course. So uh, what we like to tell our guy members is that if there's a need that one of our female business owners can provide, please utilize them, help promote their business. Um, and so it's been great to see that. Yeah, yeah. I bet. I bet. So today we're talking about how to fund your dream. So you come up with this idea yeah. and you decide, okay, I, I want to do this. I want to create this co-working space. Can you share more about that initial phase of self-funding vision and heels? Like how did you manage to save and allocate funds for your business while you were maintaining your job? How did that work? So what I ended up doing is um, saving every single bonus. And so thank thankfully, my um, I, I had a very good salary, right? And um, it allowed me to be able to just live off of one paycheck and I saved the other. And I knew, okay, I want to open this up probably within the next two to three years. So I'm going on save mode. And I stopped splurging on, on shopping. We weren't vacationing, so that was easy, right? So we well, were that's true, right? <laughs> money we would have spent on, you know, nice big vacations, went to the business account. So I, you know, of course I had to chat with my husband. I'm like, okay, this is the plan. Every single extra penny I have, I'm gonna put it in the business account. Um, and so I did that and I said, okay, when I get to X amount, right? Because it depends on your business. Um, what you're going to, if you need a brick and mortar, right? So I wanted to have at least a year of, if it's, you know, lease, my lease payment, I wanted to have that allocated in the bank. 
when I got that, so I knew more or less I was doing research. And the funny thing is that all my research was done to open vision and heels in Lake Mary. Oh, oh, Mary, which for those listening, Lake Mary is about 30 minutes away, about 30 minutes away and a very different demographic than Delane. Correct. (laughs) So um, it was a little like, so when I got to the end, um, the traffic going to Lake Mary got worse, right? In the midst of all of this, right? This is what two and a half years of planning. I'm like, oh my gosh. So every time I would go to look at the space, we found the space. We were going to be in Lake Mary Heathrow area over at the Colonial Plaza over there. Mm-hmm. And um, it would take me, and I live in Deland, right? It would take me almost 40 minutes. And I'm like, how many times a day I'm going to have to drive this, right? My daughter's in school in West Volusia. I'm going to have to drive back and forth, right? And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. It just didn't sit well. So the space that I'm in now I saw first, right? While I was planning for Lake Mary, I did a search um, within 30 miles and this space came up and I was like, oh, that's so nice. I can make it happen. You know, I had a design idea and I was like, I don't know. Everyone was telling me, don't do it in land. You don't have the market there. And I'm like, I think I do. I think there's going to be people like me, right? Because I was also remote for two and a half years at that point. And I was going crazy at home. Like, I couldn't do it. I was like, I cannot. I need people. I need I need to talk. I need to get dressed. I was gaining weight by the minute. I didn't know how to dress myself anymore. Like, I couldn't wear heels. I still struggle now to get back into my heels. And it's part of my brand, Vision and Heels, right? Right. So I was like, I know I'm not the only one. And, and I'm going to aim to serve me, right? There's more of me. And in my space, you know, we are about 3,000 square feet right now. We're going to grab another 3,000 on the second (sighs) floor. But um, that's amazing. I I don't need, you know, a thousand people. I need a hundred. That's what my space can fit. So I need a hundred of me that don't want to work from home anymore, right? Or looking to, to, you know, um, create a business and and looking for other creators out there. This is what I need. So, the the broker kept emailing me, hey, we're waiting for the paperwork to come in. Are you ready? And I mean, we were ready to go. Wow. Said, Wait, I think I have a change of heart. I want to bring this to my town where I live, where I'm from. You know, we're locals here. My son went to college here. Like, I think I want to bring it here. Let me try it. And here we are today. Wow. So everyone told me I shouldn't do it. Really? Yes. They thought you would be better off in Lake Mary and Heathrow. Yep. yep. Well, I am thrilled that you proved them wrong. Yes. <laughs> For sure. yes, but that's scary. That is scary when you are, you've saved up a year's worth of income so that you can invest yes. in the stream. And now you're, you're changing the game plan kind of last minute. It sounds like, and everybody's telling you, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not going to work. And you're like, no, I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's really a scary move. What <laughs> helps me some. Um, so the Lake Mary space is 5,000 square feet. So I was walking into a space bigger. When I came to Delan, I grabbed a space. Um, first we were 2,600 square feet. And then I grabbed another smaller space upstairs for our classroom. So 
I said, okay, yes, I'm going into the land, but I'm going to have a smaller lease payment, right? Um, mm-hmm. So shouldn't be too bad, right? And that'll give me time. Now I have extra money because I planned on my 5,000 square feet, you know, right. rent. And I had that saved for a year. So now I have a little bit more, right? Um even though, so I also have a mentor who helps folks start up co-working um, spaces. And she told me, you're going to want at least 10 offices. And I'm like, I don't know. That's a lot of square feet. And I don't know. But what I loved about where I'm at today is that I had the option to add. So I said, let me test the market in land, and then I can add as I go. And that's exactly what we have done. That is incredible and very strategic planning on your part. I want to back it up to the two and three years that you were planning and you were saving money before Vision and Heels came to fruition. Uh, What were some of those biggest challenges you faced? Now, before I say this, you kind of had it a little bit easier that there was COVID and everything was shut down. Yeah. <laughs> so, so whether you want to save also money time or not. People were saying, don't spend. And here I am That's saving some business, right? So I was like, ooh, am I, am I making the right move? Like, what do I do? Should I just take all this money I saved and like continue to save it in case the world falls apart? <laughs> I don't know. Yes. So yeah. it was scary. Um, yes, two to three years, two and a half years, I'm going to say, um, of planning was not easy. It was tough. Um, and then as I was planning, I was building my pro forma. And then I realized how hard it is to have a brick and mortar, right? So even if, you know, the revenue is not coming in, you still have the expense of your space yes, that you needs do. to be paid. So um, at the same time, because you are a new business, you have to sign off on it and say, okay, here's my credit, right? Because the business doesn't have credit yet. So now, and if, you know, anyone that's close to me will tell you, I am like, like I check my credit all the time. I don't like any debt. I don't like any credit card debt. I don't, I know. I hate it. So that was scary. Um, and I was like, Oh, I got a sign. And I don't know. Right. It's just the unknown. Um, but just taking the chance, like, I guess I said, if I'm going to get into owning a business, I have to be comfortable with risk. Yes, you Um, do. (laughs) So I was like this, you know what, in part of my role, I manage the whole risk, um, team. So what we used to do is make sure, you know, big companies are not at risk. Right. And here I am. (laughs) Jumping right into it. Um, So it was scary. It was not easy. Uh, Yes, COVID helped because no one was really spending. But um, at the same time, my family was growing, right? My son was just finishing college. Um, You know, we we had expenses. So being able to create a budget, and that was big for me, right? So, okay, what can I cut back on? You know, less shopping, less, you know, Starbucks runs, um, you know, so I invested in an espresso, so I have it at home and I could have the fancy coffee without spending $5 a cup. So right. those are sacrifices I had to make, but the bigger picture was worth it. Right. Now, did you have a business plan? I did. When I created a business plan. Um, so I had to learn about co-working, right? So, um, I, I did all this research, created a business plan and it's, it's a different model. 
right? It's not your traditional, okay, you have product or you have a service, right? This is different, right? And then trying to figure out, then I had to tweak it because my business plan was for Seminole. Oh. So, whole different market, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And you and I talked about the the avatar, you know, that we create for our ideal customer um, changed. So everything changed and I'm still tweaking based on what I'm seeing is the need of the community. Um, but yeah, so I created a business plan and then my last month I spent, mind you, I was still working a very demanding job. So lots of sleepless nights. I would go to bed probably three in the morning to get up at 8.30 to sign in to make sure my clients were good. My staff, I, I still had a staff. I had a staff, a really large team. Wow. Uh, so I had to make sure all of that was running at the same time, you know, start planning for my business, right? And then I thought my business plan was great. It was solid. And then I changed it because I changed the location. <laughs> so I had to revisit everything. Um but it's good to have like strategic alliances, some smart people around you because you start picking their brains. Hey, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And it made such a difference. So can you give me some examples of how those strategic alliances helped you? So I actually took a trip to New York um, to see Kate um, and spent some time with her and saw her space in action. That was a game changer for me because I was like, okay, it can be done. Before this, I just had pictures. I just had re whatever research I came across from the websites, you know, whatever. I didn't, I wasn't able to actually physically walk into a space, right? Okay. So um, going to her and just asking her, what are the big expenses in a co-working space? You know what she responded? Toilet paper. <laughs> Did she really? Well, I bet it was. And that's like <laughs> Back up on toilet paper. You have a female space. You're going to go through it. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. So that, and we always joke about that till this day. I'm like, remember what you told me? She's like, yep, stack up on toilet paper. Uh, no, and then she gave me some tips on staffing. Her staffing model, um, expenses, you know, negotiating with, you know, um, the owners of the building during COVID, right? Um, she gave me all those good tips that helped you know, for me to, to go live. So that was great. And then when I got back to, um, to land, I decided to do some, some trips of, of my own and went to local co-working spaces. I had to drive to downtown Orlando, um, for those that really promoted community. Right. And then I started to see what I wanted and didn't want in my space. Mm. So, um, that also helped and got to know the owners of, of, you know, the, the founders of those co-working spaces and pick their brain and see what struggles they were having just to prepare me, right? So that I was able to, okay, this may come my way, right? Or maybe I do this to avoid that. Um, so strategic alliances are so important, right? And so also being around other business owners, I had never been. I worked in corporate America, I'm going to say since I was 16, it was my first job in Wall Street. I was 16 years old. I've always worked for a company. 15 and the 30th, my paycheck was there. Had been a <laughs> had all of that, right? So my goal was to leave work and do this full time. So I had to be around other business owners. Hey, what do you do about healthcare? What, you know, how do you save for taxes? What what is this? Right? Because these are things that I had to learn and I had to adapt. Right. 
to be successful in owning a business. So yes, it's so important to find your strategic alliances, get to know people. Um, and I think I heard this in your last podcast, like you want to be around those that already made it. Yes. So for me, and I love that you said that because I was like, yes, that's exactly how I felt leading up to even till this day. Yeah. I still want to be in the room with others that made it like, hey, I know you felt like I felt, you know, I feel. How did you get through it? Right. And so um, that's so important. I think so, too. And, you know, sometimes it feels kind of cool, right? When you're the one that has all the knowledge and you're the smartest in the room, but it doesn't serve no, you well. It, it does not well. serve you well. Like if if your ego is running the game, then stay there and be the smartest person yes. in the room. I'd rather not. I'd rather be the smartest. <laughs> right. It's like, wait, wait, wait. What did you say? Yes. Honestly. Yeah. And I think that is so important to surround yourself with people that you see killing it. And people that are better than you. So then you've got something to strive for. Yes. Now, in those early phases, right? First off, how how long did it take you to leave your job? Did you leave your job when you opened Vision and Heels? Or did you work there for a while before you decided to quit? I worked, I worked there for a while. Um, and so I actually am four months. Wow. Um, yeah. So I left my full-time job four months ago. Um, so I'm still, I'm still new to this. Um, yes. and I'm still learning and it's scary. Um, but I would not have done it any other way because even while I was operating a business, I was able to still save, right? So yes, I I created this this cushion for the business where we have a year's worth of our expenses. But now while we were operating, I was still able to, you know, add to that account to be able to do more, to be able to expand, right? Because we knew going in, we sold out of our private offices really quick. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I need more space. So being able to stay employed allowed me to do that. Um, Like I said, we just lived off of my husband's income and my income went to, you know, my expenses, my personal expenses and my business. Did you take any loans out for the business? No loans. No loans. You used your credit card, but then paid it off, right? You mentioned. So I went, when I did my, my business account, I went to my bank that I already had history with and they already saw that, you know, okay, I've been in only one bank, you know since I was 18. So they saw that I had history. Yes, they pulled my credit, but I was able to open a credit card under the business, right? Yeah. EIN, to create that credit. Um, but I had to sign off. So they based it on my credit. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I did that just for like office supplies. And so what we do is we get all our office supplies and then we've paid off at the end of the month. And we've done that for a year and our credit line has increased. So which is great in case we need it, it's there. Um, I, I'm thinking when we get upstairs, I'm going to have a lot of purchasing to do. So <laughs> I'm saving that for that. But yes, yes, I did do that. No other loans other than the small card we got from the bank. And I used my bank that I banked with um, to open my business yeah. account. So you that know, made it easy are... we were able to trust, right? They're like, okay, we know you're good for it. Right. Um, you know, and it helped that I was still getting deposits in from my, my paycheck. Right. Um, so 
they saw there was consistent money flow. So they're like, okay, we'll, you know, give you a small credit line and, and see where yeah, you Yeah, but it's something, right? Because when you start, like yeah. you said, your business doesn't have any credit and then you, you can build it up. And I'm a right. fan of, I use my credit card for everything, but I pay it off every 30 days. Yes. And the yes. second thing is, if you're going to use a credit card, there are so many rewards out there. Yes. Like, there's the cash back. There's, tra I love to travel, right? So, and I will, it's so funny. I will strategically look for the card that is going to benefit me the most. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and like, that. it's like, which one has the best reimbursement plan? Because if you're going to spend it anyhow, you might as well get rewarded for it, you know, yep. but don't do that if you're not disciplined enough to pay it off every 30 yeah. days, Absolutely, because then it's not worth it, Absolutely. but if you can, it's, it's Absolutely. worth it. So in that, in those early years, and even in that first year that you're in right now, you're coming up to a year anniversary, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So you are still in this first year and it's important to really pay attention to your expenses where did you find, where were you able to cut overhead expenses or where did you pay a lot of attention to of what you were spending? Because you can spend a lot of money when you open a business. You will spend a lot of money when you open a business. Yeah. The first, year was, the first year was weird because I had to get furniture. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the same time, shipping, like it would take forever because we were in the midst of COVID. So things weren't arriving as quick. Um, so we had that working against us. Um, and then, you know, the ex everything was higher, right? So, you know, I, I couldn't believe how expensive, how expensive an office chair was. Um, <laughs> what? And I need how many for that room? Like, oh my goodness, you know, TV, <laughs> TVs in every single conference room. Um, so I had to buy, you know, walking in four TVs, you know, so I had a lot of expenses in the beginning, um, you know, and, and so, yes, I planned for it, but it was higher than I had planned because we were in COVID. Right. And so yeah. everything was more, um, contractors getting people to come in and do the work. So we built out the space. It was a, a doctor's office prior to us. So we had a lot of build out. Um, just to get someone to come in and quote us on something it took forever, right? And then when we got the quote, I almost had a heart attack. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so, um, you know, being able to know, okay, do all this. We added the vision lab and that was all, all glass enclosed room. I had already planned for it, but we had spent so much going into the build out and the furniture that I had to put that off. So the front has been transformed and you've been here a few times. You've seen it in the beginning and now we have the glass. And that was because it was very expensive. Okay. And so I had to postpone that and say, okay, we will have the glass vision lab that we have in our business plan, but we're going to do that at a later time when revenue is flowing in and it makes a little bit more sense. Um, so being able to look at your expenses and adjust is important, right? Obviously, the rent needs to be paid, right? Um, yeah. So you want to, you know, pay that off. And if you have a brick and mortar and you're signing a long-term lease, try to get a couple months of free rent. So you have that wiggle room, that time for the build out, that time, you know, that you're trying to get um, the folks to know that you're there, right? So try to negotiate some free rent. Um, we did that. 
Um, so little things like that that we were able to do and adjust that helped tremendously. So now our, our expenses are pretty steady and now they're going to creep up again um, because of the expansion. So we're, yeah. we're prepping for it. We're prepping for it. So by prepping for it, you're putting money away, you're saving, you're getting ideas of what the costs are going to be. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we, we already now we know, right? So we have, you know, our vendors for the furniture. So now we have a, a pretty accurate, you know, um, you know, uh, quote of what it's going to cost us, you know, um, so now it just depends on when we get the keys and when we order it. Cause they do say, <laughs> well, if you order it now, it's at this price. I can't guarantee. So, you know, being able to have that, that wiggle room, which we've created, I think we're okay. Um, and it's different now because now we have a wait list, right? So I know that's nice. And the second floor out of the 10 offices, I think we have seven already allocated for, which is great. Yeah, that is great. So we know revenue is going to start day one. Whereas here, I didn't have that. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to sit and wait. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that real quick, right? Because it is nice. Now you know that revenue is going to be coming in because people are familiar with you and yeah. they know what you're about. But what about when you first opened? What was your approach to trying to generate revenue? What did you do? A lot of education. Believe it or not, I spent almost every day that I was here um and I, and I hired some staff too to help because obviously when I was here, I was in an office working, right? Because I had my right. job. So whenever I got a break, I would come out, show face, you know, talk to folks. Um, or, you know, when my community manager would give a tour, she would come by my office and I know someone's here. I would literally, you know, go on break for a minute or two and then, you know, introduce myself. Hey, I'm Jeanette, founder. You have any questions? So I spent a lot of time in the beginning educating folks on co-working. No one um, really knew what co-working was. Some were like, oh, are you similar to WeWork? And I'm like, yeah, similar concept. <laughs> But we're different because, right? Um, so, and you have to remember what I'm competing against. Someone's home. Right. right. So they have That's everything they they're comfortable. They have their pets. They can take care of their kids. They can cook. They can. Um, so that was my competition. So being able to say, OK, what are you not getting at home that you can get here? Community. Right. So we have I think I'm going to say about 20 percent of our members that work for companies, but just don't want to work from home because of their distract their distractions at yeah. home. Um, they're lonely. Or yeah. we have someone that's here right now that said, I want to work outside the house because I want to be able to leave my computer and at 530 shut off. And at home, I keep working till eight and my husband's not happy. Sure my kids too. are not happy and I'm not happy. So I'm yeah. going to invest in a space and I'm going to leave my house between 830 and 530 and be done with work. And she literally leaves her computer here, bobs yeah. off, and she goes home. Happy husband, happy wife, happy kid. Um, so I had to realize, okay, my competition is home. What are they not getting at home that they can yeah. get here? And really like own that. Like, okay, guys, we have to be big on community. And a lot of our time, like, yes, we're busy. But if someone comes in because they want to talk, we have to make time for that because this is what we are, right? Right who we are. Um, so a lot of times if I need to do something right now, I'm, I'm in a, an enclosed room so that I'm not, 
you know, getting pulled, but that's most of my day is talking to the members and it's part of my job and whomever is here working, they have to understand that our job is to make sure the community we're building that we're living that we're, yeah. we're that's our brands. Um, it needs to be part of our DNA. And if that doesn't work for you, then it's okay. Maybe this is not the right job for you, but this is what vision and heels is. That's a great point. And what I love about that is that, and we talked about this a little bit, you know who your audience is. Yes. You know exactly what their pain point is and you know what you're competing against. And that is so important that you focus on that. And that's going to bring in additional revenue because you know exactly who you're targeting. So now you have revenue and you are expanding. And I'm sure just talking to you, right? There is a, you have some sort of cash flow management. Yes. What are some tips or strategies that you can share that has worked with your business finances and how you manage those effectively? Know your numbers. Yes. Like I literally know, okay, this is coming in this month, right? Um, for me, because I'm finance, I know eventually I have to let go a little bit, but I keep it real close. And I know my yeah. numbers, know what we can do when we can do it. And for me, that's been a game changer, right? Because if I didn't know my numbers and I just went and spent without the money coming in, we wouldn't be here today. Right. Well, knowing your numbers is important. And um, I know eventually as we continue to grow, I'm going to have to let that piece go. Um, but I, I'm still going to know, right? Uh, I think it's just in my DNA, you know? Um, I would I think it probably is with, with your background. <laughs> Believe it or not, math was not my favorite subject. I hate it. Really? Math, but I was good with money. Always had been good with money since I was a kid. I was able to literally like double a quarter. Like I could not, you know, I would get a bag of chips back then. Potato chips were 25 cents and would say, Hey, I'll share half of you, half of it with you. If you give me 50 cents, I don't know how I was able to convince, but then I had 50 cents for two more bags of chips. And then I would keep doing that. And I would just make money That is so good with money, always good with money. I was able to save for whatever I wanted, create budgets. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, in New York, you could work at 14. They give you like the, the working papers. for Robert, the team. Yeah. yeah. So I got my working papers at 14. Back then, Jordan's was a big thing. And my mom was like, I'm not paying, you know, $100. And $100 back then, talking about, you know, mid 90s, early yeah. 90s. I mean, that was a lot. Now they're double that price. But I was like, what can I do to get Jordans? Like, so I got a job and then I saved. And then when I got paid, I was like, man, it took me, I mean, this was minimum wage, $4.25 an hour back then. I was yeah. like, it took a lot of like hours for me to make this money. I don't want to spend it on Jordans. So yeah. we had we we had a little group of us that did work and we would take trips to outlets um, oh. so that we can buy nice stuff at a fraction of the cost. And so, I mean, I was just always looking at ways to save and how can this make me money? And that's why I was so fascinated with trading. Yeah. Trading world. And that's why I ended up in that, in that um, area. But yeah, I was always good with money, bad with math, but good with money. That is knowing your numbers is important. It has been why we've been able to, to grow and be successful. I, I really believe that that is key is to really know your finances. Yeah. And 
I'll be honest. When I first started my business, I didn't, I was in survival mode and it was more about, am I surviving? Yeah. Then really looking at what's coming in, what are the expenses, how do I manage this? And I'm going to bring this up because I know that I share this with you and I know that you're reading, reading the book, yes. but Profit First, yes. which if you are a business owner and you have not read this, I highly recommend reading it because it was a game changer for me, but it taught me how to allocate my funds and it's so much easier to save money and it, it forces you yes. to pay attention to how much money you're making. Mm -hmm. So yes. And I know you just started reading that too. So <laughs> which is yeah, and that's something I'm learning that too. Right. So part of my saving plan was, okay, make sure I have a cushion for myself. Yeah. So I'm living off of what I have saved. Right. But that's not, I should be giving myself, a paycheck from yes. my business, right? So that's why when you and I spoke, I'm like, I got to get in that mindset. Yes, I saved and it's great. Yeah, I have the cushion, but I need to be paying myself for my work. You definitely do. It's a job. It's a job. So yeah. now it's to get out of that mindset because now I'm like, no, but I'm growing and I could use the money somewhere else. I'm like, no, you'll hustle. You'll create new offerings so the money can come in so you can pay yourself and still grow, right? Because right. your mindset changes. So I'm learning that from the book. You know, like I said, Strategic Alliances, if it wasn't for you mentioning the book, I would have never read it. So thank you. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I think it's you've a great been a book. business owner. So you've been able to, to share, um, you know, a lot with me. So I appreciate it. And well, thank you. And I, I'm glad. But, you know, just like you said, I get all that from other business owners. In fact, yesterday I was on a Zoom with a friend of mine who lives in Ohio. She has created a multi-million dollar business that started on the back porch of her parents' house. And she's always like pouring into me, right? <laughs> and so it's like, that's what we do. It's just like that water thing. One pours into the other, that pours into the other, and we just continue to help each other. And that is the one thing that I see with business owners and entrepreneurs, they really want to help each other. Like there is this support system, this secret society support system. <laughs> and we are always just really lifting each other up and trying to see each other hit the next level. It gets lonely. It's different yeah. from corporate America, right? So I, I had, you know, got myself to the top of, of my role but there was always someone above, right? So there was always somebody to look up to like, okay, yes, you know, they got this, yeah. they did this. Let me kind of follow that path. Um, but when you own a business, it's like, okay, you're it. Yeah. So what are you doing to make sure that you're being fed? Right. Um, and I need encouragement. I need empowerment. That is, that is how I flow. That's how I'm happy. Like I need to be constantly learning. I need to, you know, be fed, right? So that yeah. I can be fueled up to come in here and say, okay, guys, this is what we're doing. This is what we're going to focus on. New month, new goals. This is it. But I need that coming in. So being able to invest in yourself. And a lot of times it's you investing in a retreat, in, you know, um, in a membership, you know, so that you're getting fed so that you can continue on. And I don't think we can cheat ourselves from that. I think it's needed. I agree. Because you're investing in you, who's going to turn around and invest in your business. You can't pour from a men an empty cup. I always say that. Right. So make sure your cup is full so that you can continue to give on. 
So yeah. learning that has been like, yeah, it's yeah, if I do this or I go to this mastermind or I join this and I'm a member here, yes, that's gonna cost me. Mm-hmm. But it really it isn't, right? It's an investment. Yeah. I yes, and that was something that I struggled with in the beginning. Because in the beginning, when money is tight and and you are, you know, the first five years, they say. Yes. The first five years they say is that's where most businesses are either going to sink or swim, right? Mm-hmm. But in those beginning years, you feel selfish if you invest in yourself and you or you pay yourself, right? Yes. You take money away, you feel like it needs to go back into the business. But what I failed to recognize is by investing in my education is actually putting it back into the business. Right. Right. <laughs> It's so, so important. So I want to do a quick recap. So to fund your dream, you want to make sure that you are saving, you know what to save. You want to make sure that you have a business plan, some sort of strategy that you pay attention to cash flow and have, you're fully aware of those numbers. And then you need to also understand who your audience is so then you can continue to target them and generate revenue. Absolutely. Am I missing something out of those? I think you hit it on the nose and the amount is going to depend on your business, right? What's your model? You may not have a brick and mortar, but you may have supplies, right? You may have, you know, something tangible that you need to produce. So whatever that is, um, I know folks that have been able to do it with six months of savings and see, I knew brick and mortar was going to require more. So I decided to save up a year. Right. Um, and, and it's worked for me, but I know folks have done it in six. Right. And they may not have a higher, you know, um, they don't have brick and mortar or, you know, other expenses, but just whatever they're producing. Right. If it's a product right. or a service. Right. right. So if it's a service. They have to invest more in systems and programs to be able to provide that service. So figure out what you're going to need. And that's going to come from your business plan. Right. Right. You, as you're planning for your business, it's going to make you get in those areas. Okay, what systems are going to be needed? How many people I need to hire if I need to hire, right? Um, all those things are, are going to need to be laid out in your business plan, which is going to force you to do the research and do the work to understand what your business is going to need to survive. So right. the business plan is so important, so important. Don't cheat yourself from it. I know it's a lot of work, but it's so worth it. Right. I have one other quick question. Uh, did you talk to an accountant during this process or not? I'm like, so again, because I'm in the you know. field, I did a lot of it and I knew a lot of it. So you definitely should. And like I said, eventually I'm going to have to let it go because it takes a lot of time. Right. Um, but because it's, it's what I did, you know? Right. Um, so I, I, and I still do it. I still manage all my accounts and, reconcile and I do all of that but for me it comes second nature yeah I but I know it's not going to be able to stay like this now we're adding second floor the plan for vision and heels is to expand you know expand throughout Florida maybe go into another state um so yeah there's a lot of plans for growth within the next five years so I know I'm gonna have to let go of of that piece um but yes definitely talk to an accountant if if you're not one because I know folks that are you know um, savvy with the numbers and are able to do it. Great. But you should definitely talk to an accountant. Yeah. Where I see the benefit of that. And I didn't, when I, I launched, I, I started talking, well, I had an accountant, but 
I didn't use the accountant the way I should have. Mm -hmm. I was doing it mainly for book, but where I found it's an accountant's real value is when it comes to tax law and what you can write off (laughs) and what you can't write off, right? And how to really make your business more profitable by what you're doing already. So well, okay. So, and I'll go back to my answer. So, yes, I do. I don't do my own taxes for the business. Before the business, yes. Okay. With the business, nope, I will not because of that reason. There's things that you can write off that I didn't know, right? Because I never yeah. had to claim that I owned a business before. So, yes. And so she loves when I go to her because I have all my, you know, PL statement. I have everything. Boom, boom, boom. Here you go. And I have everything so organized so she knows what she can write off. And then she turns around, she turns it around really quick. So I did a lot of like the book stuff. And then as far as filing it and knowing where to put things, she does that for me. Oh, see, you're, you're a good client. I have gotten better, but now mine does it all right. But in the beginning, I would literally, I was the person with the shoebox of receipts. Mm-hmm. I was a nightmare. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so yeah, you are good. You've been in the industry long enough. And it does make it so much easier when you are organized, you know, QuickBooks or whatever platform you use. Mm-hmm. It, it does make it so much easier for your accountant, but also for you to know your numbers, which Absolutely. is what we talked about. You can't know your numbers unless you're paying attention to your expenses as well as your profits and just the whole snapshot of your business. So if somebody is listening and they have this dream and they want to fund their own dream and what, I mean, we kind of went over everything, but we, what would you tell them? It's possible guys. Like you can totally do it. Um, and I'm, and, and you're hearing this from someone that barely takes risks. So this is the riskiest thing I've ever done. Um, and I, I, and I frequently ask myself, do I have any regrets? The answer is always no, because the freedom of being able to just get up in the morning and say, I want to do this in my company. I want to offer this and not have to jump through hoops, not Mm -hmm. have to ask permission, the freedom to say, okay, guys, I think we're going to focus on this or, today I'm not going to go in the office because I want to spend the day with my kid and I don't have to ask for a PTO day. I mean, it's just like, so it's risky, but it's definitely worth the risk. Like to be able to see your creation, like it's your baby, right? So I'm still in the infant stage and I say I'm still in, I'm in love stage. Um, Even though it's crazy, it's wild. It's like a roller coaster, right? It depends on the day. Sometimes I'm like super excited. Yes, yes, yes. And then other times I'm like this. That's <laughs> where that's when I start, you know, going through my my whatever I'm a member of. Right. And I start getting fed and I go through my podcast and I start reading my books. And I'm like, OK, time to snap out. Yeah. But, um, it's a wonderful roller coaster ride. You know, it, it's just do it. I, I know it's scary, um, but you can do it. Create a plan and you adjust. Like some people say, I can't save because, you know, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. And I thought so too, right? Yes, my income was higher, but my bills were higher. Right. So, but I was able to do it, even though I thought I couldn't. And based on, you know, what our expenses were, I'm like, this is going to be tough, but I did it, right? We learn how to adjust. Um, So you can do it, guys. Yeah, I, I do. I love that. I love that you say it. It's possible, right? I quit my job and then started a business and I had no safety net. Now I would not recommend anybody doing that, but there was no plan B for me. 
there was you do it <laughs> you have to do it like there's not or after it right and i believe that we do make excuses and that excuses i'm living paycheck to paycheck you can we can all find ways to cut Absolutely. back if, if it means enough to us then we there can figure it, it out <laughs> there it is that's yeah. the key yeah i love it I mean, you know when when all you have is your business and there's no plan b you hustle different like it's like do or die <laughs> do or die you're gonna do this you're gonna get it done you're gonna grind out and even if you fall you pick yourself back up wipe off your knees and keep going like you just yeah. want, you, there's no choice like you cannot say oh i'll go back to corporate america or i'll do this no you gotta you, you know that's it your job is gone you quit now just go run <laughs> the thought of going back to corporate America terrifies me. Oh my gosh, I know. Because I know. this life is so amazing. <laughs> Even it though is. it is a roller coaster ride, th that to me is like. I lost your. I think you're on mute. There we go. I um... hit the button by accident. Thank you. <laughs> but the thought of going back and getting a nine to five and asking for a day off is just, I can't imagine it. That's yeah, the motivation. It's, I mean, my daughter can come in here and she gets inspired. It's funny because when we were in the opening phase, um, I did a lot of like uh, interviews. And so I thought my kids weren't listening. Right. So I'm on zoom calls, just, you know, telling folks about vision and heels and what, what we are and who we are. And so one night we were home, we had been, you know, setting up and zoom calls and doing all this stuff. And we had a lot of events leading up to our grand opening and we get home and my kids are like role-playing. Right. So I hear my daughter, telling my son, interview me, ask me a question. And so here she is like fully explaining. She was nine at the time, um, you know, nine going on 10 and like just saying what vision and heels is. And I'm like, wow. You know, um, and she tells her friends with pride, like, hey, my mom has an office and or she's on, you know, playing her game online because they actually get on FaceTime and they play the game. Right. So they're on both. They're on live with the game. And she's like, no, I'm at my mom's office. And, and so just like, she's so proud of that. Right. Wow. And I'm like, I couldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't be able to bring her into my office and let her do all, you know, Yeah. ask her what her mom did before. I don't know. She deals with money. It's a different sense of pride oh. and learning. She yeah. is learning. All she knew was there was pictures of her in my office and my office was outside of a lot of people in the front and that's it. And I think she deals with money, but I don't know what else she does. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Jeanette, yeah. thank you so much this was for awesome. sharing thank this. It, it, I have so enjoyed this. You've shared so much great information about funding your own dream. And it, I love that you've made it You've simplified the steps. I don't want to say easy because it's, it is work. It's work and it's hard, but yeah. it can be done. Right. Right. I love it. That's never opened a business before I was able to say. It's <laughs> scary, but it's fun. Do it. <laughs> so worth it. So worth it. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you sharing. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Well, we will see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.